Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Everybody over there. Get a Everybody over there. Get into it. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. Thank you for joining us today on uh, KMBZ 980 AM. We greatly appreciate it. We're also on podcast as well, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher and Spotify, and uh, on the website as well at GrillNationShow.com. I want to uh, I want to welcome in one of our great collaborators with the show, uh, Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank. Their website is BankLandmark.com. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, I'm fresh back from Thanksgiving on the beach, so I couldn't be any better. I noticed you had a little tan today. <laughs> <laughs> what beach were you at, Jeff? We were uh, in North Captiva, uh, outside of Fort Myers. It was it was great. If you asked me where Cap- Fort Captiva was, I would have uh, had no idea. So um, I thought maybe that was in the Bahamas or something. But yeah, no, but yeah, let's keep it that way. I, that's one of those that you don't want to ruin by uh, having everybody go to, right? <laughs> Well, hey, you know, you seem like you had a great holiday. Um, you know, we're, we're getting ready to have a great guest today. Josh Levin from Empowered Electric is coming on here after the break. Tell us a little bit about Josh, then I want to talk to you about some of the updates around uh, Landmark National Bank. Yeah, I'm really excited for folks to hear from Josh today. I, Josh is one of the most inspiring and energetic guys I know. Um we had a chance to meet uh, pretty early on in uh, his uh, entrepreneurial uh, career and as he was building a business. And uh, it's been really fun to watch him uh, just flourish. I mean, he's one of those guys uh, that is doing exactly what he was built for. And so that's exciting when you can see folks that are, you know, you, you hear the word passionate a lot. Uh, he is passionate, but it's with a purpose. Um, and the energy that he brings to it, uh, you can tell is coming from a place of expectation and kind of his legacy and impact that he plans on leaving, not just on his employees and family, but also uh, Kansas City and the business community. So he's, uh, he's one of the greatest guys to uh, sit down and, and share a cup of coffee with. Can't wait to hear from him. So uh, commercial and design build electricians, right? That's right. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I think they sometimes get lumped into the category of a subcontractor, but they seem to do much more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested to talk to Josh kind of about his, um, you know, the differences between him and others and how he's grown and, you know, uh, empowering people is kind of part of their mantra over profits. I want to talk about that. You know, obviously he's running a business. Um, going to be exciting to talk to him. I, I've never, I've never met him. I've, I have no, no knowledge yet of Empowered Electric. So this will be fun. Yeah, I think you're going to, I think you're going to walk away from it inspired and challenged, um, knowing maybe a little bit more about electricity than you did before you got here. 
Good. I need to know that uh, because uh, it goes out a lot here in Brookside. <laughs> um, Jeff Phillips, uh, Landmark National Bank, Senior Vice President. What have you been doing, man? I know that the bank has all kinds of initiatives all the time and, uh, and updates, and you guys are engaged in so many different things. Let's go through some of those before we go to break. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, one of the things that we did this year that I was probably most proud of was uh, really revamping the Landmark Library. Um, originally, that was um, an idea that was spurred by a, a customer that was telling me about a book that they read that was really impactful to their business. And so it kind of spurred this idea of where about every six weeks or so we would present a book that was recommended by a customer that had been impactful to them in running their business, becoming a better version of themselves um, and kind of giving a little synopsis and then just offering, hey, we'll just send that to to you free. You don't have to be a customer. And, you know, we were happy just to, to spread the, the uh, knowledge that kind of morphed into an actual um, uh, book club that we did with Swell Spark. And we would ha uh, have a book every month. Uh, people signed up and we sent those books out in advance. We all read them. And then we had uh, 30 minutes or 45 minutes with the author themselves to ask questions. It was so cool uh, because these were big time authors and they were writing really inspiring and challenging things. And so we we uh, did that uh, for a couple of rounds. Um, and so, you know, reading has been a big focus this year, um, not because it's the academics of it, but because what it can accomplish. And so I've kind of taken that to heart. And the most impactful book that I've read here recently is called Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And it really is able to articulate for me, thoughts that I've had this whole time about why we're in business. And, um, you know, it talks about having a just cause. And that's not a mission statement or a vision statement. It's really this like future state that you are aspiring to and you'll never get there. But that really informs all of the goals and decisions you have for your business because you're trying to uh, create this future state. And then it talks about, you know, having courageous leadership because it's really easy to focus on the, the finite goals of measurables and things like that and not cast your vision out to the horizon. And um, it talks about having trusting teams and being vulnerable with each other and, and worthy rivals that are not just competitors that you're trying to be better than, but folks or companies that actually maybe point out weaknesses that you have and then like aspiring to be like them. In that area, it doesn't mean that you want to be them or that you think they've got it all figured out. But that one area, they seem to do better than you. Um, and then uh, existential flexibility, which just talks about not focusing on how you do your business, but why you do your business. And then being willing to completely scrap how you do it or alter it based on the why, because the market's going to shift. Uh, you know, you think about um, the impact that technology has had on different industries. You think about a pandemic all those things, you have to focus on the why you do it, not the not the how. So that book has been really impactful to us, and it's really kind of formed how we're doing our strategic planning this year. Uh, we've done a really good job of putting to down like um, action items and plans, uh, implementing new technology or doing a new product line or hiring certain positions. Um, but I think it's time for us to really spend way more time focusing on the where are we trying to go? What future state are we trying to accomplish? And let that inform the decisions that we make uh, for the coming, not just year, 
but decade. So I'm really excited about what we're doing internally as a group. That's amazing. Can you uh, mention that book's name again and the author? Sure. Sure. It's called Infinite Game and it's by Simon Sinek. Very interesting. How long does it take you usually to do one of the strategic planning processes at a bank? Well, it's interesting because this one is taking a little bit longer. So we've uh, we've broken it down into a couple different sessions. We've got our second session today, really. It's oh, wow. actually this afternoon, yeah. And uh, so it's fresh, fresh off mind. the holiday. You guys that's are right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, I, I think it's something we don't want to rush into because this is something that once you kind of set it in stone, it's going to inform how you do business and why you do business. Like I said, for the coming decade, not just for 2022. So it's one of those things that I'm willing to really invest time in, in conversations in. Very exciting. appreciate you sharing all that information. I mean, it's something we can all learn from. And I know a lot of listeners to the show are uh, business owners or entrepreneurs. And it's, it's that time of the year. So we're excited to have you back. Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com. Check it out. Great, great company, great bank, great collaborator with the show. Josh Levin is joining us here now after the break. He is the founding partner of Empowered Electric. Their website is empoweredkc.com. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening. everybody and welcome back to the grill nation show with jason grill thanks for joining us today if you're listening on podcasts if you're listening on the radio if you're watching us on youtube or on my live stream on social media we greatly appreciate it also you can connect with us at grillnationshow.com i really appreciate everyone uh for following me on social media at jason grill on twitter and at grill nation show also on facebook instagram and linkedin just search for jason grill hope you had a great holiday and are excited to be back today we are uh, taping on a monday this week so if anything drastic changes in the world don't hold it against us we are with jeff phillips who is the senior vice president of landmark national bank and uh, josh levin who is the founding partner of empowered electric their website is empoweredkc.com commercial and design build electricians serving kansas city check out their website at empoweredkc.com josh welcome to the show my friend how are you yeah doing great thanks for having me appreciate it great to see you tell us a little bit about yourself man i, I did the research a little bit to the, over the last few weeks you got an interesting career and journey are you originally from chicago is that right Yep, was born in Skokie, Illinois. Um, yeah, story is weird, man. I'm just going to jump right out and say it. Um, was born a statistic, right? Uh, my mom got pregnant with me when she was a teenager, dropped out of high school, kind of took the route of survival, not success. So my entire childhood was marked by poverty, eviction, massive amounts of abuse, going to countless schools before high school, making, you know, C's, D's, and F's, um, you know, just like I said, I mean, most people that see me now, maybe see privilege, maybe see opportunity, see success. But back then, I was just a statistic like anyone else. And um, to be where I'm at is humbling. It's exciting. Um, and, I, you know, I always say I'm not an influencer. I'm an example of what is possible. If you have a great attitude, if you have a hard work ethic, um, you can achieve great things. Like your story is not written. You are not who they say you are. Because if that was the case, I would not be where I'm at today. Happily married, four kids, uh, thriving business that empowers the community, 
makes Kansas City brighter, you know, dad joke intended. So, <laughs> wow, I did, I love this, Jeff. Jeff, we had why didn't we have on Josh on earlier, man? Yeah, it energy. <laughs> I love it, Josh. Why well, didn't know all that? That's that's an amazing story. How did you make it to Kansas City? So my mom eventually got married the first time to a guy that was in the military. Uh, we moved around a lot. We abused pawn shops and rent a center a lot. Um, eventually found our way to Kansas city, moved to Oklahoma for a while, back to Kansas city and, uh, did my high school career. I'm a Carney bulldog, 2003 mm-hmm. state champs. What up? Um, and so once I, once I, now, now I know why you're tough because, um, I went to St. <laughs> Pius, which by the way, we're in the state championship this weekend and football. You were in the state championship in, in 2003. You also were in the state championship. Really? I don't know if you won it or not, but I know you were there. Um, <laughs> well, you, 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 Carney Bulldog, I'll never forget it. I played football. Uh, a guy from Carney, you play football at Carney, man. They're, they're tough. They're, they're really tough, actually. They, they, uh, they weren't messing around back in those days. So I, I get, I get it where you get your toughness from, man. Yeah. He's also more of a wrestler. Um, love wrestling. So the one on one competition. But you know what's funny, just to just to kind of capstone that with the statistic, right? Because even in high school, bouncing around like I did, um, not going to college, joining the trades. What's funny is we're all statistics, but for some reason in our brain, we like to focus on the negative. So I spoke at this uh Determination Incorporated, an awesome organization that helps uh helps end recidivism by teaching um, pre- previously incarcerated people to find meaningful employment through entrepreneurship. And so I'm talking to this like 20 to 30 men and women that are starting businesses. And I said, hey, I just want to share a stat with you. The stat is that the 85% of people born in poverty stay in poverty. And I'm sharing this really inspirational message. And then I hit them with that statistic, right? And you saw the air just leave the room. You saw dudes that were sitting up tall, just kind of shrink, right? Girls got on their phones, like, everybody's attention went away. And I said, hey, I want you to be cognizant of what just happened there. There's two things that happened when I said that statistic. Number one, I just made it up, right? I just made it up off the cuff, never thought about it before. It's probably an element of truth to it that people born in poverty stay in poverty, right? And I said, but the more important thing is, is when I said 85% of people stay in poverty, you made the conscious decision that you were part of the 85% that stayed in poverty rather than the 15% that got out. And during my high school career, during my middle school career, I had a lot of amazing people that said, hey, I don't care what you see at home. I don't care what your normal is. What do you want? How do you become the 15%? What did they do different? Go do that. I don't care that you see your stepdad beating the crap out of your mom. I don't care that you see minimum wage job after minimum wage job. What do you want? And it was revolutionary for me. And so I would say to even your listeners, whether it's an employee, an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you feel like you're stuck in a rut. It's like, what do you want? What do you want? Huge, hugely powerful. You got to make it happen, man. When there's a will, there's a way, right? Josh, tell us about Empowered KC, Empowered Electric, your business. I'm very curious to know more about it. I mean, I know I tease it as an electric company, but what, what does it actually do and who do you help? No, I mean, that's, I mean, so that's, what's funny is like, we try to make everything more sexy than it is. Right. And truth be told, I make light bulbs come on. I make sure your plugs work. So your blow dryer comes on and you get ready for work. Um, I make light bulbs come on. I mean, that's, that's literally, literally what we do. Now we do do some of the coolest date night hotspots in Kansas city. So we've done the Rock Hill grill right on the Plaza Corvinos, all the roastery locations, the ambassador hotel. We've done 
$48 million worth of revenue in the first seven years of business. Like we're kicking butt and taking names. We, it, it, it's a wow. blast at what we get to do. Um, but when you boil it down and that's where it's funny when you're talking about Simon Sinek, cause I love Simon Sinek because I'm a very motivational person, but I think sometimes Simon Sinek is more a motivator than like a business tactic person. And what I mean by that is you're right. Your listeners and the entrepreneurs need to start with why they need to know what they're trying to accomplish, why they're wanting to do it, their vision, their motivation. I want to answer the question. My big motivation when I started empowered electric was. I saw in the construction industry, people were treated like batteries. Okay. They're plugged in, they're sucked dry, they're thrown away and changed out. I said, Hey, what if I cared more about people and less about profit? Would it work? I said that legitimately not knowing if the answer was yes. Most of the people in the construction industry do not care about their people. They do not care about their customers. Most of the time when people say things, it's just marketing. And I, I was so disheartened by that in the construction industry. I thought, what the hell? Jump out and try. See what happens. If I fail, I'm 32 years old. I can go get another job. No big deal. And when people say, well, what the heck? Like you had a wife and three kids. Why would you try that? I'm reminded that Elon Musk, when he started Tesla, he said, I was just trying to change people's perception of what an electric car could be. I didn't think we would succeed. And they were like, why did you start? And he said, because when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds aren't in your favor. I didn't know if I was going to succeed. But I hit the ground running and I freaking sold, 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 you know, preach, 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 talk to everybody in the world about what I wanted to accomplish. At the end of the day, though, I might catch their attention with why, but why do you hire me? So the light bulb comes on. If your restaurant oven doesn't turn on, you might think my logo is amazing. You might like my personality, but you want to bake pies. You want to sell cookies. You know what I mean? And so don't think that Simon Sinek's right with start with why it's start with why, but then it's quickly perfect the how and scale the what very quickly. Jeff, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. I, you know, I think um, the real trick sometimes is that uh, you think it's one or the other that you have to have this aspiring uh, just cause, or you have to be a tactician when really they are, uh, un, uh, you can't uh, untether the two to have a successful business. And that's, you know, that's one of the things, Josh, I think that uh, maybe we'll cover in the, in the next uh, segment that I'd really like to, to uh, cover with you, because I think you do an amazing job of uh, inspiring folks and presenting the why you are in business. But I think a lot of people will wonder, well, so does he do podcasts like all day? And is he like, you know, bench pressing all day and, you know, recording that? And like, what's going on? Uh, like, when do you actually run the business? So we'll talk about that later. But I agree with you 100%, man, that it is not just this ethereal thing, that there is some execution that comes into it, because uh, people are inspired, uh, but they're inspired to see that it works. They're not inspired just to see that it, they're inspired. Yeah. And that's what I love too. And I, I'm glad you said that it's both. And it's not either or either or is a logical fallacy, right? My kids go to a classical school, so I get to learn about logic, logical fallacy of either or my kids are smarter than me already. But yeah. And that's one of the things that now is such a motivation for me back then. It was like to see if it works. Now it's to show to other people, giving a crap about your people internally and your customers externally is good business. It is profitable. It is scalable. And so now there's this motivation to keep this thing going to show other people, hey, you should try. 
so mm. conscious capitalism, social entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it, it is good. Amen. Talk about some of those sexy places you've worked with again, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious because so I'm looking at your website. They're all on the website, empoweredkc.com backslash projects. Um, yeah. Quite an array, man. Dude, it's been it's been really, really fun. I mean, so some of our big customers, you know, are Jay Dunn, McCown and Gordon, Centric, Huffed, um, you know, you name it, Wolf 21, um, Cardinal Crest Homes, some really awesome people that are really trying to do good business. I I, I always love so our tagline is people over profit. Um, I love J.E. Dunn's tagline of in pursuit of building perfection. I think that's just such a great standard of quality and expectations. And so we've got to do a bunch of really cool projects. I mean, the Rock Hill Grill, if you haven't gone there, 20th and Grand, uh, the Tater Tots will change your life. Um, <laughs> County Road Ice House, it's a love child of the Rock Hill Grill in Oklahoma Joe's, uh, or sorry, Joe's KC Barbecue. Awesome restaurant. Um, we've done a lot of work for Swell Spark that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Matt Basinger, one of the coolest people. We just finished Electric Park with Andy Rieger, the new outdoor patio area for uh, the Rieger Whiskey Company. Um, so a lot of this. Is, there, is have- there another electric company in Kansas City? I mean, holy moly, man. <laughs> we'll get into that more because I mean, you're, you're, you're killing it. Um, Josh Levin from Empowered Electric and Jeff Phillips are with me today on the show. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again today. Uh, fascinating show so far with Josh Levin, who is the founding partner of Empowered Electric, and Jeff Phillips, Senior VP of Landmark National Bank. The website for Empowered Electric is empoweredkc.com, and Landmark National Bank is banklandmark.com. Josh, Jeff kind of led us to a, a certain direction on the, on the last segment. Jeff, do you want to pick up there? Uh, with what you wanted to kind of talk about with with how this business is running and functioning so well? Yeah, I mean, anybody that follows Josh or knows Josh um, is regularly inspired by him. So whether it be a post on LinkedIn, that's kind of a challenge of the status quo, or whether it be uh, listening to his podcast, um, whether it be seeing a a short video of him uh, reaching a new uh, personal best on the bench, Whatever it is. Um, I thought you he, were kidding about that, no, Jeff. No, no, I'm not kidding. Don't. I thought it was like, J- Josh comes out so, so excited. So, you know, like pumped up. I'm like, this is a, uh, this isn't true, but it is. He is no, it is. Yeah. Around. Don't, don't mess with Josh. Um, uh, you know, all those things, I think people sometimes look at it and say, yeah, so like who actually runs the business? Uh, when do you spend time on the business? So I would be interested in you just sharing that with us, Josh, about how you kind of balance the two of being out front in the visionary, but also uh, being in the, in the business. Yeah. So a couple quick things um, about marketing. I mean, marketing is important. Getting your name out there. You know, they say that you do business with people you know, like, and trust. Um, so how do people know you, you put yourself out there and people want to say like, yeah, I post once a week. I, I do this. I go to coffees with leaders and this, that, and the other people don't know you. Not as many people know you, you've got to put yourself out there. Social media is a great Avenue business networking, coffee, you name it, being on this podcast, put yourself out there like you, right? 
This is a crazy one. So no like and trust like liking you is it requires them to know you like the real you. And so why do I put a PR of me bench pressing 300 pounds? Cause I've never done it before so that people know I'm an intense person. Why do I do the podcast and talk about my stories? So people know they can trust me that I'm going to be vulnerable. And there's this weird blend of like what's business and what's personal and don't let them intersect. And I say, screw that. If you don't want to do business with me because I'm a high energy, motivated, positive glasses, half full, always kind of person. Great. We shouldn't do business together. If you want, you know, the cheapest, lowest price and you want to cut every corner, 100%. If that's how your performer works, go find that contractor. But I'm not that. And the last thing is trust. And this is the biggest thing is if people know you and they like you, but they can't trust you they're not going to use you again. They might use you once. You might trick them into using you twice, but you're not going to get that repeat client um, that's going to that's gonna want to exclusively use you. And for us, we try to build those relationships. We want people to trust us. And so the light bulbs have to work. The plugs have to work. We have to pass inspections. We have to meet deadlines. And for me early on, you know, I'm rallying a crowd. I, I kind of joke that I'm the guy that's on like you know, that busts into the tavern and jumps on the bar and yells to everybody, hey, we're going to climb Mount Everest. I get us to the base of the mountain and I look to my business partner, Paul, and I go, hey, man, did you bring food, snacks, clothing, ropes? Where's the map? I don't know. And so I did bring on a business partner a year and a half in, Paul Shoemaker. He, he was my direct supervisor for about 10 years at my previous company. There's no person that I know that understands operationally how a business is supposed to operate better than him. Um, and so we partnered up and it, uh, we always joke and say empowered started because of me. It's scaled because of Paul and it succeeds because of all of us. And we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for his ability to make sure that jobs are getting done in a timely fashion in a quality way. So he's a big piece, but I do work my face off. I mean, I work out every day at lunch. I skip lunch to work out. Um, and I usually set all my posts up in, in, in advance. So I'm not just screwing around. Amazing. I never asked you, or maybe I missed it. Why did you decide to start your own business? How, how did that happen? We kind of skipped yeah. ahead to all the cool projects you worked on, but I'm curious about <laughs> how you made that decision to flip that light bulb on and go for it. Well, honestly, there was two things that happened. So I had kind of reached the top of my capacity at the previous company I was at. Um, I saw behind the veil, I saw the the Wizard of Oz, you know, behind the curtain, and I didn't really like what I saw. Um, yeah. I was doing extremely well there. I mean, I had climbed very high. Um, I had no complaints. But what was getting preached and what was getting practiced were very different. And I was kind of disheartened, not disgruntled, but disheartened by what I saw. I was also volunteering at a juvenile detention center for about five years prior to that, going in every single week and just telling these kids, hey, man, your past doesn't dictate your future. Just because you're a statistic doesn't mean you have to be a failure. Yesterday's pains don't equal tomorrow's tears. Speaking as an example, as one of them that broke out of the systems, right? And it was awesome. It was so much fun. I remember it went from F you white boy to tell us more really quickly. Um, just being, just being honest. Yeah. And whenever uh, these kids would get out, I would mentor them, meet with them at Starbucks and whatever. I love coffee. And, I couldn't uh, tell. Was... <laughs> do, you, do you need coffee, Josh? Uh, dude, How many I cups of it. coffee do you have a day? Uh, probably eight to 12 maybe i don't know a lot so uh a good client in the roastery working with them right uh the roastery danny o'neill i love Almeas, bo nelson hammer hand up north with alex merrill <laughs> every um, coffee shop in kansas city jeff yeah oh, <laughs> um 
I, hey, I met Jeff at Valmayist whenever it was in the, uh, what was it, the Crossroads? East Crossroads. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, that crazy dude, Jeff, gave me a $100,000 line of credit after a coffee. <laughs> I just kind of pitched in the idea, and he was like, sold, let's go. Um, we wouldn't, we would not be here, honestly, without No, you like you and trust you, right? Yeah. Um, all in one meeting. You kind of so, get that out of Jeff Phillips too. <laughs> but so I, I met with this kid and, uh, he, he was, I was just talking to him and I said, Hey, what's your biggest fear? You're 17 years old. You're back in high school. What's your biggest fear? And he said to get a job. And I said, Hey man, you're 17, dude. Shouldn't it be like who you're going to take to prom, you know, where you're going to get gas money from stuff like that. And he goes, man, you don't understand. We're about to get evicted. Um, my mom's job doesn't pay enough. If I don't get a job in this next week, we're going to get evicted. And just to be honest, I'll go back to selling drugs before I see my little sister get evicted again. And I think a lot of times you see kids make bad decisions or you see young adults make bad decisions. and You think that's so stupid. Why didn't they figure it out? How could they? I never would. You probably would. You're probably a couple you know, steps away from being that kid going, I got to run drugs or get a job because I don't want to see my sister get evicted. I left that coffee meeting realizing that when people say entrepreneurs, it's high risk, high reward, it doesn't have to mean money. It could be high risk, high reward, meaning high impact. I could start a company, a for-profit company with a nonprofit heartbeat that seeks to empower at-risk young adults um, to break the cycles of poverty, addiction, and self-defeat, or to give someone a chance for a company to believe in. You know, I text, I literally text every single employee uh, or team member, whatever you want to call them, right? I, I, I love these guys. I text every single person at our company the night before Thanksgiving and just a personalized message. Hey, thanks a ton for the hard work. Hope you enjoy the four day weekend. Um, it was insane. The amount of positive responses that came back about, Hey, we love this company. Hey, we love following your leadership. Hey, I've never felt this way about any company. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of this. It was insane. Whenever you believe in people, how hard they will work, what they can accomplish, how they can believe in themselves. It's huge. I see a That's book in Josh's future, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to write a book, Josh, in your spare time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. They have people you can just talk to now for t- 25 hours, and they can write it for you. Um, you should try that, I think. I think it would be a, a good seller. Josh Levin, Empowered Electric. Um, what, what lessons did you learn in this journey so far that are surprises that you didn't expect as an entrepreneur? Um, so there's a lot of talk right now. I'm, I'm dude, I'm wasting a podcast right now. Um, cause I was going to record something where there's a lot of talk right now about what it takes to be a leader. Um, and there's a big talk about empathy right now, empathy, compassion, love, understanding, listening. These are all great things, but I think the number one thing that you have to have as a leader that I've learned is courage. I think courage is, is so under estimated. I think people aren't talking about it enough. I think it is the secret sauce that makes people push forward. And I got to learn that very early on. One of the very first projects we ever did when we very first started Empowered Electric, um, we were involved with that building on the Square of Liberty, that historic building that collapsed. That was a five-year lawsuit that was absolutely nonsense. And they didn't know who to blame. So every single subcontractor is pulled into it. It's just, it's a nightmare. And even though I have enough insurance, even though every lawyer at every deposition is saying, hey, no one was injured, no one was hurt, 99% sure everything's okay. When you've cashed out your 401k, when you're a single income, when your wife and kids are at home, when everything is riding on this and you hear there's a 1% chance it's all going to go away, 
um, you freak out, you're scared. And so the first, you know, three, four years of Empowered Electric's business, as I'm selling customers, as I'm recruiting employees, as I'm making strategic decisions, there's always this dark cloud over my head going, hey, you could get a phone call tomorrow and it could all be gone. And I think sometimes people want to like plan or strategize or read all these technical books and, and mitigate risk. And you're, you're, of course, you want to do that. But you can't mitigate all the risk. The risk is there. And like, what do they say? Like uh, bounty comes to the, the fearless or whatever, the courageous. There comes points in every business decision where you have to lead. You have to, you know, pay this person double what you wanted to because you think they're the real person to bring on board. You have to fire someone that you thought you would never get rid of. You have to say no to a client, even though you need that client because you don't think it's a good fit. There's so many acts of courage and it's not just the like, you know, Lord of the Rings, you know, it's going to end well and you know, the victory, you know, the ring's going to get destroyed day to day. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I have to keep pushing forward. I cannot just stand here or else there's a traffic jam of people behind me. So I would say that's the biggest lesson is as a leader, you have got to be courageous in the midst of uncertainty, fear, doubt, doesn't matter, chaos, you have to push forward. Mm. Well said, well said. Josh Levin, Empowered Electric founding partner, and Jeff Phillips are with me today, Senior VP, Landmark National Bank. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening today. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. Love to connect with you on social media as well. Josh Levin has been our guest today. Empowered Electric, he's the founding partner. Their website is empoweredkc.com. I want to thank Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank, Senior Vice President, for uh, introducing us to Josh and for collaborating with the Grill Nation show. They're at banklandmark.com. Where should we begin? We, we have a lot of questions pinged up here, but... You guys have just been free flowing so well. I mean, what what what's your best advice, Josh? I mean, if you had to give somebody, you know, one little nugget of advice, whether they're an entrepreneur, a business person, human being, what what would that be? I mean, we've gotten a lot of great nuggets from you today, but let's let's start there on our final segment. Gotcha. So I would say uh, make decisions based on worth, not based on cost. And the reason I say that, as growing up a poor person. Right. There's a poor way of viewing the world and there's a rich way of viewing the world. And the poor way of viewing the world is flipping tags. Right. You go to the clothing store and you start looking at a shirt and you immediately just look at the tag. Can I afford it? Can I afford it? What is it? What does it cost me? Um, Rather than touching the shirt, looking at the shirt, asking yourself, do I actually want this shirt? And I think so often we make decisions. So when people criticize me, they go, man, I cannot believe you went 50-50 partners with Paul, my business partner. That cost you 50% of your company. And I say, hey, what was it worth? What was it worth? And it was worth 50% of my time. It was worth the ability to do things I know, like, and enjoy. It was worth me like not freaking jumping off the building because I was so stressed out and I couldn't figure it all out and hold it together. So don't make decisions based on cost. Make them based on worth. I like that a lot. Um, I think a lot of people, even myself at times, struggle with that. You know, you're, you're making good profits, you're working nonstop, but can you make, can you, can you be a better person and can you grow better if you actually partner with someone or 
you know, contract with someone or however you want to say it, because you just get you just get stuck in the weeds all the time. Josh, do you find that hard to be in an industry that seems to be pretty price conscious? Yeah, well, and so the the thing is, is like you can almost get to any cost. You can almost get to any price if there's open communication. I think whenever you treat a negotiation like a hostage situation, so I always tell people, so I read negotiating books. I read the 48 Laws of Power. I read all these books and I hate them, right? And so they say in every negotiating book, the person that speaks first loses. Every single time I interview a person to jump on board with Empowered, I say, hey, just to let you know, this is the range we're thinking. I go first because I want to lose. If this isn't a win-win, I don't want to do it. Whenever I negotiate the price, I break out in high detail what our overhead and profit is, what the material is, what our labor is. If you don't want me to also win, I don't want to do business with you. But if I'm trying to hide from you, if I'm trying to deceive you, if I'm trying to hit a home run off you, you're not going to want to pitch to me. But if you know I'm hitting a single or a double, you're okay with that. Like you're fine with that. And so I just try to be open and transparent. That's so good. That is so good. I I will remember that on my fantasy football trades next year, Josh, because it didn't work out as well this year as I'd like. So good. And I I went to law school at Mizzou and they had a, uh, I got a certificate in dispute resolution and I took negotiation and you're right. I mean, Harvard isn't teaching what you're saying in other schools as far as, you know, how to find yes in negotiation. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. Okay. Quick question. Dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Somebody we've heard of, Josh. Oh, you're not going to like this. You're, you're, you're probably not going to like this. Everyone's going to unsubscribe and hate me, but uh, I probably Kanye West. I'm, oh, I'm I like going that. with him. Um, you know, I, I, I just got an alert on Facebook today, Josh. His concert with uh, Jay-Z was 10 years ago at Sprint Center. It was on my Facebook page 10 years ago. So uh, I, I, I would agree with you. <clears throat> I just love his attitude of you don't get to tell me what I like. You don't get to tell me who I am. You might be right. Like this might not work. But I need to know for myself. And so I wish a lot more people just went out there and tried, like tried something, um, regardless of what popular opinion was, and see. Because maybe it's great or maybe it sucks, but you don't know unless you try. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a lot of branding behind you. You you actually have a merchandise store and, and do all this this other stuff. Talk about the clothing, man. I, I, I don't know if I would have thought an electric company would have uh, would have gear for sale. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, well, what's fun is, I mean, it was one of the things I did. I mean, we gave away like a hundred shirts before we even started Empowered Electric. So people would see our logo. I would go into stores and they'd be like, Hey, Empowered Electric, we've seen you guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're a new startup. You know, it's just me. I mean, it was like me and my <laughs> wife. Um, and so, yeah, it just made us seem way bigger than we were, but I just knew like, it's funny, like the golden rule, do unto others what you want done unto you. And it's like, I made shirts that I wanted to wear. And so a good friend of mine, Andrew Berkemeyer, he was actually on The Voice, Gwen Stefani's team, what up? Um, he designed the logo, which, you know, it's this EE. We also put a KC in it. Um, we're coming for you, Charlie Hustle. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we just went all out. And so we bought the like nice tri-blend American apparel shirts. We tried to make sure that, you know, not only the look, but the feel. In construction, people buy the crappiest, cheapest, cotton gilded. And, uh, you know, I actually keep, I don't want to show this, but I, I keep this. I don't want to say who it's by when, when we, uh, made the ink magazines, number two, 10 fastest growing company in America, they had these Apple AirPods they were giving away. People were standing in line for them. They loved them. Um, everyone was excited about them. When you got them, you quickly realized these big nasty honking things were not Apple AirPods. They're this cheap knockoff that suck. And I realized that people always, once again, worth versus cost. They're like, oh, this cheap swag, we'll give it away. Who cares if it sucks? It's free. P- 
people will throw it away. People don't want to wear it. But whenever I give someone away this shirt or this hat that's made by Capture Headwear up in Seattle, dude, they want it. People are asking for it. People want to wear it. And it's it's just marketing. I mean, I, I ran into somebody the other day that was like, hey, I was at uh, – uh well this is back during baseball season they're like we're at the royals game we saw like four guys like in random spots wearing your shirt it's like that's awesome you know what i mean um so it's it's brilliant it's brilliant and when i was in politics back in the day 2004 i I did an american apparel shirt before anyone else did the tribal and i mean charlie hustle didn't exist there was nothing like that and it's funny man i get a 25 dollar donation or 50 dollar donation at an event and these shirts are still being worn because they were comfortable I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it truly, and when you throw a golf tournament for a nonprofit, you got to figure out ways to, to, to continue to make cool items. And it's so true. If you have something that's cool, you might have to spend a little more money on it, but more people will wear it, utilize it. And then it helps your, whatever your nonprofit, whatever for-profit grow. You yep. love it. Um, proudest moment so far as we, as we kind of finished up the show for, uh, at Empowered Electric, what's one, one moment that you really can point to that it makes it all worth it at the end of the day, Josh? Um, the millionaire club. Um, so it's funny how people want to take you, take you wrong. Right. So I, I, I filmed a video, I think it was in 2019. I'm pretty sure it was 2019 or maybe it was 2018. Crap it. Sorry. The years run together, but I said, Hey man, I'm just excited to announce we joined the millionaire club. And before you think for a second that I mean, I'm a millionaire or I have a million dollars in the bank. What I mean is that we spent a million dollars on payroll this year. I think it was 2018, honestly. And uh, we spent a million dollars uh, in 2018 on payroll. And that just blew my brain away because my original business plan was in 10 years to have 10 guys and do a million dollars in revenue. And to know that, you know, what what I started, the boat I built um, is is helping people provide for their families, invest in their communities, make their dreams happen. Um, that was an exciting moment. I know we've surpassed a million dollars in 401k now. Um, contributions. Like there's just so many fun things knowing that this money, like I always tell people and joke and I go, Hey man, I've made big raises. I've made big bonuses. It doesn't compare with giving a big raise or giving a big bonus. We actually gave a bonus one time where the grown ass man got up and did this and started crying. He was so excited. Um, that you, you can't, you can't buy that feeling. And so that's a pretty proud moment for us to just see our financial success trickle down. Last question. We have 20, 30 seconds left. What is it like working with Landmark National Bank and Jeff? Uh, Jeff, I mean, no offense to Landmark. I'll go wherever Jeff goes. Um, I think Jeff <laughs> genuinely, I, well, I think Jeff and, and, and guaranteed at Landmark, he's built a team around him that actually listen to people, not just what they're saying, but where they're trying to go. Um, so much so that I talk about him in the business class I teach um, because he we wouldn't be here without him. So he's somebody that you can really believe is going to tell you yes if it's in your best interest. And we both know he'll tell you no if it's not in your best interest. Not Very. just to protect the bank, but to protect you. Very well said. Josh Levin, Empowered Electric founding partner, and Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank. Thank you for joining the show today. Awesome. Great, Josh. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a good one.